You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast, episode number 18. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Welcome to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. I'm Amy Porterfield, and thank you so much for being here today. So I got to take a deep breath because I have been burning the midnight oil lately. I went to Australia to speak at the Pro Blogger event. Darren Rouse invited me to be a speaker, and it was a great, great event. But when I came back, the literally the minute I stepped off the plane, we had jumped into launch mode for my final Facebook Marketing Profit Lab of 2013. If you've never heard of that program, I do it once a quarter usually, and it's a six-week interactive program. It's my only program where I do six weeks of live Q&A. I have a VIP group where I answer questions every day throughout the program. So it's really interactive. It's a lot of work, but it's also a lot of fun. It's a great program, my very favorite program I do. Well, by the time you hear this, we're going to be four days away from actually closing the doors and starting the program. So right now, doors are open. People can enroll. It's been my best launch ever. Really exciting members, like people that are doing great things have joined. So I'm excited about all the new members. And I love doing this program. If you're interested, you could find out at amyporterfield.com forward slash profit lab. You can get all the details and I'll link to them in the show notes. But really why I tell you that is because although this has been the best launch ever, you know, I'm really excited about the results and about the members that have joined. It hasn't gone on without a hitch, meaning when I do launches, I do live webinars. And on the morning of the second live webinar, I woke up and remember, I had just gotten off the plane from Australia. So when you go on international trips, you always pick up some kind of bug. And I lost my voice completely. Like I could not talk. My husband had no idea what I was saying. That has never happened to me. It was, it freaked me out because one, you don't like being sick. And two, I had a webinar that had 3,700 people signed up for the webinar. And I knew not all of them would show up live that morning, but still people were counting on me. And so regardless that I was in launch mode, I was more worried about these people that had signed up, took the time out to listen to me, and now we were just hours away from the webinar and I couldn't talk. So I had to cancel the webinar, reschedule, and I thought, okay, I'm screwed. Because the last time I did my launch at that exact same time last quarter, that was a $20,000 day for me in my launch. My webinars do really, really well when I give a lot of great free content and tell people about the program. So I thought, I just lost 20,000 bucks today. But, you know, as an entrepreneur, someone that runs my own business, I knew that I couldn't kind of stay in that scary place or nothing would get done. So I just kind of plowed through. We rescheduled. We put some more strategies in place to make sure we were covered and everything turned out all right. But because I had that big scare last week, I started to think about the makeup of my business. And I'm really lucky that I have some systems in place some processes that really work and a very small team. They're small, but mighty. And so I thought, I wonder if it'd be really interesting to my audience to hear about how I set up my online business. Because I know that when I first started back in 2009, 
I would have given anything for some of the people that I follow on a regular basis, those people that were really getting some big successes. I would have loved them to pull back the curtain, let me know how they set up their business and what tools they use to get things done. That would have been really valuable to me. So that's exactly what I'm going to do in this podcast today, show you how I set up my business and specifically get into the tools that I could not live without in terms of building my programs, creating my content, and just running my business overall. So that is what we're going to do today. We have a lot to cover. Let's go ahead and dive in. So first, we're going to talk about how my business is set up. And I thought I probably should start for those of you who are fairly new to my content, I should probably start out and tell you what I do. And I create online training programs focused on online marketing. And I always have an emphasis on Facebook, although I tend to go beyond Facebook in a lot of my programs. Now, my programs are for people that want to create an online business. I have three programs, FB Influence, FB Ads Insider, and then the program I already told you about, Facebook Marketing Profit Lab. I also do some affiliate marketing, maybe once a quarter when I find a really great program I believe in, I will promote that as well. So I do a little bit of affiliate marketing, but it's definitely not something I rely on. And then I sell these three programs that I have. Now, what I think is important to know is that I didn't start my business out this way However, I always wanted it to be this way. I knew that the day I left Tony Robbins, I wanted to create a business where I created my own online marketing programs where I taught people how to build up their online business. However, I was brand new to online marketing when I left Tony Robbins. And so what I did is I started consulting, which I think a lot of people do in the beginning just to make sure that they're building up their clientele, they're they're getting in the trenches, they're working with customers. I think it's important and I'm glad I did it. However, it was really, really a rough time. I didn't enjoy taking on one-on-one customers because it felt like I had a bunch of, I always call it a bunch of little bosses. Before, when I was working with Tony Robbins, I had one big gigantic boss, literally. Then I quit and started my own consulting business for really social media marketing And I had a bunch of small bosses that were telling me what to do. And so I did not like that at all. But I kind of had to go through the pains of that. And it was a huge year of learning that first year out. And then finally, when I knew it wasn't for me, I knew I wasn't enjoying what I was doing. I thought, I've got to fire my clients. And I have to do what I set out to do in the beginning, which was create these online programs. So that was a really rough time for me. Quite honestly, that first year, I definitely wasn't making a lot of money. I was in the red for most of that year until the end of the first year, and it was a lot of ups and downs. So that was an emotional year that first year out, if I'm being totally honest, wasn't my favorite year. But I quickly then realized, okay, what do I want to do and how am I going to do it? And that was I knew I needed to start creating online programs and really run with that and put my whole focus there. And I found webinars. Lewis Howes was the first one to introduce me to creating webinars and what they can do for your business. I feel that if you're building an online business and if you teach anything or if you have some kind of educational business, webinars are definitely the way to go. And I'm going to tell you some of the tools I use for my own webinars. But the reason why webinars have been so instrumental to the success of my business is not only have they allowed me to have a platform to sell my programs, that obviously is a great thing, but they've also allowed me to build my authority 
and become the go-to source in what I do. Because if you teach someone something for an hour and they go out and try it and they get results, well, they're going to come back for more, whether they've ever bought a program for you from you yet or not. And so with me, the webinars have been a really big piece to connect with people, to teach people, to give free content, and really, as I said, build my authority. So I can't say enough about webinars. I'm working on a podcast all about every piece of the puzzle with my webinar strategy, because anyone that wants to create webinars, I think that you would find that really valuable. You know, I've made a lot of mistakes along the way, and I don't want you to make them as well. So I'm going to outline that. That's coming soon. But for the sake of this training, I just wanted to set it up and let you know how I run my business. So now I do not take one-on-one clients. I do zero consulting that 100% of my profits come from my own programs. And then a smaller piece comes from my affiliates as well. And in addition to that, I do a lot of email marketing, something I didn't do in my early years when I was struggling, because of course, I didn't really have a list yet. Once I really started focusing on list building, I use that list and I segment it as much as I can to make sure that people are getting emails from me in terms of emails that they really want. They're getting emails from me that make sense to the behaviors, different steps they've taken along my different sales funnels so that the emails mean something to them and they're excited to get the content and they're excited to work with me as well. So email marketing over probably the last two years has been a huge part of my success as well. So also I'll say one more thing. Because email marketing and list building have been such big pieces of my business. I recently created a four part free video series all about how to use social media with a big emphasis on Facebook, of course, to grow your email list. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes because again, it's totally free and it's brand new. So it's all updated, really good stuff. And it kind of outlines how I've grown my email list with social media and how you can do it as well. So I just thought of that as I was talking about how I set up my business. And then I obviously have a blog and a podcast that you're listening to now. And I use my blog and my podcast as ways to generate content on a very consistent basis. You know, having a podcast that comes out regularly, blogging regularly, it really puts me on a schedule and it allows me to make sure that I'm constantly putting out new content that's valuable to my audience. So that's really my platforms. Those two are my platforms for generating new content. So that is my business. I have to tell you that I keep things really, really simple. I say, well, at least I'm trying to say no more often than I say yes to opportunities that come my way because in my early years, I said yes to everything, which in some respects, I think you kind of have to. You have to figure out what's going to work for you and what's not going to work. And if you say no all the time, you'll have no idea. But I found out pretty quickly, you know, the things where I should be spending my time and the other opportunities that look so good that if I really dug a little deeper, I would have saw that it probably wouldn't have got me the reach or exposure that I thought it would have. But I said yes anyway and kind of had to go with it. That's what the first few years look like. Now I'm really trying to be very careful of how I spend my time, what I say yes to, and new projects I start. Like for 2014, another podcast I'm working on that I will release before the new year is how I set goals and how I set up my business for the new year. And one thing I'm really focusing on is not creating a bunch of new programs 
but perfecting the ones I have. I put so much effort into those three programs. Now I just want to make them better. So I want to make the content better. I want to market smarter and I want to really focus on building or filling up those funnels so that people can get exposed to these three programs I put so much time into. So when you're thinking about your own business, instead of thinking about all the new things you're going to create and, you know, new people you're going to work with and partnerships you want to do and all these different things you want to try, that's good. But first, I want you to look at your business, how it is right now, what's already working that you can perfect and put on overdrive or even better, put on autopilot. What's working now that you can put on autopilot so you don't have to constantly be um, working at it, but it will be producing for you over and over again. I'm going to give you some tools to help you do that today, but I think it's really important that we look at what we already have and what's already working for us instead of constantly creating new things. Then we have a bunch of stuff that's maybe good, but not great. I want all my stuff to be stellar. And the way I do that is I'm going to create less, but make what I do have even better. It's just my philosophy, how it works for me, but I know it really allows me to cut down on the stress and be feeling like I'm being pulled in a million different directions. Okay, so let's switch gears now and talk about my team. Now, again, this is a small but mighty team. I'm going to tell you exactly who's on my team and how many hours they work a week and then who I actually do contract work with versus taking them on a team for or putting them on the team with a monthly retainer. So I have a VA. Her name is Travinia and she is amazing. I love her dearly. And what Travinia does really is manage so many emails that come in each week, thousands of emails that come in each week. And she manages support at amyporterfield.com, amy at amyporterfield.com, and a few other different ones that we have out there. Now, this is really, really valuable to me because before I was getting all these emails for at least a year and a half of my business in the beginning. Now, at that time, I wasn't getting as many emails, but they were starting to really get me overwhelmed because every time I went in my inbox, there were so many emails that needed attention right away and people had to wait a long time to hear from me because I couldn't keep up. So that's when I knew, okay, I got to do something about this. So Trevenia, what she does is she'll filter everything. So requests for me to speak on stage, requests for me to do online presentations or online summits and webinars and all that good stuff, or to get interviewed on other people's podcasts, like all those requests go through her, as well as people are constantly emailing me just Facebook questions, and she'll take care of those as well. Now, what we've done about the Facebook questions, because they started to come in at a record speed over probably the last year, we either encourage people to post on my Facebook page, and I try to get to those, you know, throughout the week, or we have a few questions that always come in, like what's the difference between a profile and a page, or do I need a business page if I already have a profile? So I've written responses to those questions I get asked all the time, so she can literally do a lot of cut and pasting. And she has probably 15 different cut and paste type emails of questions or, you know, concerns that we get regularly from people. So the great thing is she's really efficient because we've done the work up front and we know what kind of request or questions that are going to come in pretty regularly. So Trevinia also is really great at saying no. 
because I am really terrible at saying no. In in terms of I want to make everybody happy. I'm definitely a a people pleaser, so I have to work on that and I hate letting anybody down. So before Trevinia came on or before I had a VA, I'll tell you, before Trevinia I had a different VA, but before a VA came on, I was saying yes to everything and really I mentioned this earlier in this podcast, it really becomes too much. So Trevinia is my filter. I don't have to say no. She is the one who will make a lot of the decisions. So I don't see everything that comes through. If I did, I'd probably go crazy. Now we use a tool called Rhino Support. We're fairly new at Rhino Support, but for right now, you know, we're really getting used to it. I'm enjoying using it because everything's in one place. So you can check out Rhino Support. I'll link to it in the show notes. But what it does is it filters all emails into one place. And then Trevinia is in charge of making sure that I only see the ones that I need to see. So I'll have a folder in Rhino where she'll push certain emails to me. She can write notes about those emails, find out if I want to do a presentation for a certain company or how do I want to handle a certain concern or anything like that. So I have a, a folder that has maybe 20 emails in it a week versus her thousands of emails that she gets through. So she is truly my filter. Now, I also, so that's Trevinia. Really, she's the, she's the filter for everything first. I also have a personal email that a lot of people have, probably too many people have. So I get hundreds of emails there a week as well, but I'm the one who handles those. A lot of them are my peers and, and people that I'm building relationships with and all that good stuff. So I want them to come direct to me. Trevinia works about 20 hours a week, might be 25 um, hours a week. And I pay her on a retainer basis versus a per hour type of thing. Now, I also have a content manager. Rebecca is my content manager and Rebecca used to be my VA. And what happened was Rebecca's really good at writing and she loves to create content. She has her own business beyond just being my content manager where she teaches how to create content and repurpose content. So what's great about having Rebecca on the team is before she was my content manager, she is my VA. So she really knows my business well. She basically expanded her role and we created a new role for her based on her skill set. And in addition to that, when I first met Rebecca, she came to me and she offered to do some editing for me in exchange for me to help her with her some Facebook marketing. This was years ago. I think it was almost... It was more than two years ago because we just celebrated our two year anniversary working together. And at the time I had, when I wanted to hire Rebecca as a VA, I had no idea what I was going to have her do. And I was a little bit worried about paying her. Um, at that time I was still not, I didn't have a big email list. I wasn't creating online programs regularly. So I was still struggling just a bit with my business, you know, to get it off the ground. But I've always been told to hire a VA before you are really desperate to have a VA. Hire before you might even need that person. Best advice I could have gotten because together, Rebecca and I figured it out. So when you're hiring a VA, hire someone that's going to be willing to offer suggestions on ways you can streamline your business and offer their feedback and insight as to what maybe you can leverage to them. So Rebecca was constantly like, give that to me. Let me take that on. I'll try to build a process for that or a system. So I was very lucky to find someone. And and I interviewed her and knew her personality instantly with someone that was a go-getter. And I'm always looking for people that want to take action right away and jump in. And that was Rebecca. So I just say that because anybody thinking, do I need to hire someone? 
hire before you're desperate is really my big suggestion there. So again, I have, I have Trevinia as my VA. Rebecca is my content manager. Rebecca probably works, I'm going to guess 20 hours a week as well. She's on a monthly retainer. And then I have a project manager. Now the project manager, her name's Gina. She was brand new the middle of this year, maybe early this year. And the reason I brought her on is because I do these profit lab launches every quarter and I knew that I needed more help with them. They became, they started to get bigger and I thought, okay, this is a little bit too much for my small team to handle. So I need extra support. So really Gina's main focus is on my launches. Now, although Gina has been really valuable in terms of creating systems and processes and, and looking at our launch and finding ways to streamline it, really where she's been valuable is pushing me to try new things. Gina has a lot of knowledge about online marketing as a, as a student forever. Like she's always learning new things with launches. She has her own business as well. I think it's important if you're not going to hire someone full time, it's important that they're doing something outside of your own business that could actually you could value from or benefit from, I mean. And Gina has her own business where she creates programs for Pilates instructors and Pilates business owners, how they can market their business. So it's very niched, but she knows, you know, online marketing well. So going back to Gina, the reason why she's been so instrumental in my business is that she's the one who's pushed me to maybe do a little bit more email marketing than I've done in the past with my launches. And she's pushed me to do more live webinars during the launch mode. And she's helped me with some of the email copy and and just the overall big picture with the launch. Now, why this is so valuable is because I went from 40 people in my first few Profit Labs to well over 300. I think we're at 350 people in this current profit lab. And part of the reason is because Gina suggested that we try different things in the launch. And now I'm doing two different levels, independent level, which doesn't include as much one-on-one with me and a VIP level that's limited to a hundred people, but it does include a lot of one-on-one with me in a private Facebook group throughout the whole six weeks. So breaking it up into two levels and allowing people to sign up for what would best fit their needs has really, really made a huge difference in the number of enrollments. So a lot of those ideas came from Gina. So why I'm telling you this is that when we are entrepreneurs and we're a one man or a one woman show, and we're not getting feedback and insight from other people that have been in the trenches like us, it it's a little scary sometimes. And you have limiting beliefs. I never thought that the Profit Lab could fill up with 350 new members every quarter. Like that is just insane. So, but we've seen that happen a few times now this year. So surrounding yourself with people that are going to push you to try new things, always so very important, especially when you're running an online business. So kind of a review, I have a VA, a content manager. Oh, I got to say, what I didn't say about the content manager role, I have to tell you a little bit about what Rebecca does. She does a lot of repurposing of my content. Sorry, I'm jumping around a little bit. But going back to the content manager role, I do a lot of live presentations. I create tons of different webinars, whether they're for online courses or free content or they're live, you know, where I go to an event and I present. So I have all this content. And before I would create it, I deliver it, let's say to a room of 500 people. And then it would never, ever go anywhere else. It would just be dead in the water. And that is so silly because 
so many more people could enjoy that content. So what Rebecca does is she'll take my presentation and she might break it up into five mini presentations and put it on SlideShare. Or she'll create different blog posts based on an hour webinar that I did for free for a group, you know, live. So she'll take the content and she'll repurpose it. She won't put it out there exactly how I delivered it in the same type of platform, but she'll make it into something new, kind of breathe new life into the content I already have. This has dramatically changed the way I do content because now I'm constantly putting out more and more content, repurposing it because you have to remember, there's a lot of people we haven't reached yet, a lot of new eyeballs on your content. It's possible if you use different social media platforms, Pinterest, Twitter, YouTube, SlideShare. Those are the ones that I probably use regularly in LinkedIn. But in addition to that, even if somebody sees your content twice, it's not the end of the world. At first, I was a little nervous, like, what if people, you know, have already seen this webinar, now we're putting it out into a blog post. People love to look at the content in a different way. And I can promise you, they're probably not even going to know. And if they do know, well, looking at the content in a different way, maybe will help them take action. So don't get stuck in that fear of repurposing your content and the same people seeing it. If you put a little slant to it or, or put it out in a different way, it's almost like it's brand new content. So content repurposing is truly the number one role of Rebecca, my content manager. And it's a, it's freed me up some time to not always have to create new content, but allow her to take what I've already spent hours and hours and hours creating and breathe new life into it. So that has been a huge, huge improvement to my business this past year with Rebecca in that new role. And then, okay, so we've got the VA, the content manager, project manager, all of them are on monthly retainers. And then I do outsourcing to contractors. So my website programmer, my designer, uh, let's see here, the, the guy who records all my videos and my podcast editing and uploading. And then I have membership sites for my programs. I also outsource the creation of those membership sites. So these are contractors where I hire them only on an as need basis per project. So they're not someone that's on a monthly retainer. Now talking, speaking a little bit about my, uh, let's see here. The programmer does all of my website updates, any challenges or or snafus we come up against with my website. He's my guy. And also he creates all my sales pages and lead pages and all that good stuff. If I'm doing a lead page from scratch and then my designer, anything that needs designed, um, she will have a part in that. And then also my video, I call him my video guy, Luke. He, Luke is actually a guy that comes over probably maybe once a month and we batch a series of videos. So I might do three, four videos at a time when Luke comes over. Now Luke charges me between $250 and $350 per video, depending on length. And he records them as well as edits them. So all I need to do is upload them wherever I want them to go. This has saved me a lot of time. Now, why do I use a professional video guy versus, you know, setting up a camera in my house with, with a tripod and maybe some lighting? And the reason is that one, I never thought it was going to be so much work, to be quite honest, like to set up the lighting and the, and the video camera and to check it a million times to make sure it's actually working correctly when I'm trying to shoot these videos. It just became a little too stressful for me. And I would not show up so great in those videos, I think. Also, I'm not a video editor, but I'd spend hours trying to edit this video and I thought this is just not a good use of my time. 
In addition, and this is kind of a mindset thing, I knew that I wanted to take my business to the next level. And part of doing so has to do with perception and having really nice polished videos. You know, videos, I'm not talking about a quick video where you might throw it up on your blog where you teach something. Those videos, you know, I see nothing wrong with using your webcam on your computer or doing them yourself. But when I'm creating videos like sales videos or videos to encourage people to sign up for my webinars or launch videos of any kind, I feel that the better they are, the better they look, the more people will connect with me. Um, they'll see that, you know, I've got a polished business. Things look streamlined. I've got it together. And, and there's a perception behind that. So, you know, years ago, I might have taught, you know, just throw up, you know, any video you've got. It doesn't need to be that great. You know, no big deal. It's all about just putting the video out there. The more organic it is, the better. These days, I think something's changing with that. I was listening to a podcast, um, Internet Marketing Mastery. Am I saying that right? I sure hope so. And in this podcast, they were saying like they see a trend where videos are getting better and it's a good thing. And I totally, I totally agree with that. Internet Business Mastery. Did I say that wrong earlier? I think I did. Internet Business Mastery is the podcast. I love this podcast. And they were just talking about this trend and I completely agree with them. So without getting on too much of a tangent, what I'm trying to say here is that I think investing in really great video production and editing it really matters. And when you can, not everybody's ready to put money toward that, but when you can, I think it should be at the top of your list as to how you want to spend your marketing dollars. Because I do believe that it allows, you know, when people see a really great video, they're a little bit more curious. Like, who is this? What kind of business does this person have? And they want to pay attention. So that is truly one of the reasons why I upped my video game is because I wanted to take my business to the next level. And I felt that really good video production, you know, was part of that mix. And then again, I said that, you know, I have someone that edits my podcast and uploads them and does the show notes and all that good stuff. It's actually Rebecca. Now, Rebecca does that as another business she has. So she doesn't do it as my content manager, but she has another business where she actually does podcast editing, show notes and uploading all that good stuff. So she does that for me. And then my members area, I have, I use a tool called Wishlist Member. I'll tell you about that in a minute. But I usually hire a contractor to just make all my membership sites look really good and work really well um, in the process. So We'll talk about that in just a minute. So at this point of the podcast, what I thought we would do now that you know what I do in my business, you know, a little bit about my team, my small but mighty team, and a little bit about my outsourcing as well. What I thought I would do is get really specific with you and tell you about the tools I use pretty much on a daily basis in my business. And I want to start with Infusionsoft. So if you have never heard of Infusionsoft, it's an email service provider that includes a shopping cart and and quite honestly, so much more. And I won't get into all the details about what's included in Infusionsoft, but here's what I'll tell you. When I started my business, I started with Aweber and Aweber worked for me for about a year, but I stayed with Aweber for about two years. And I wish that I would have left earlier and transitioned into Infusionsoft. The difference between Aweber and Infusionsoft is Infusionsoft just does a lot more. But really what it came down to me is in terms of does a lot more, what I mean specifically is that they allowed for greater segmentation and greater auto, um, automation. 
And those were two things that I really wanted to streamline in my business. I wanted to segment my list more so that my email communication was more targeted. And I wanted to put more on autopilot so I wasn't hustling every minute of the day trying to, you know, find new customers. I knew if I could put more on automation, I could build out funnels so I could actually focus on my list building. But once they came into my funnels, all the automation would do the do the work for me, meaning send them specific emails, encourage them to sign up for different webinars, tell them about different products. I could write all of that in advance and then people would go through different funnels depending on where they sign up for one of my free giveaways. Hopefully that makes sense, but that's really the automation part of it. So the point being is that I wish that I moved to Infusionsoft earlier than I did. I got some advice from someone I really admire still to this day, and she was telling me that she felt that you shouldn't move to Infusionsoft, you know, too early in your business. But the thing is, if I had moved there a year earlier, I would have had a smaller list where I could have experimented and made some of the mistakes that I made because you're going to make mistakes when you move to any big email service provider, no matter what it is. And so I was making mistakes with a list that was like 40,000. I wish I was making that those mistakes with a list of 20,000 or, or even less. So I feel like if you move to something a little bit more ro- robust before you need them, kind of like the VA thing, you'll figure it out and you can do more experimenting and make those mistakes that you're inevitably going to make anyway. So that's my advice. I'd move there before you probably need all those bells and whistles. In addition to that, I think moving to a bigger system is a mindset shift as well. So not only, you know, did I move to Infusionsoft and now I got all these new features and I was paying more, you're going to pay more for Infusionsoft than you'll ever pay for AWeber. And, you know, so there's a lot that came with that. But also I started looking at my business differently and I started to look at ways that I could segment even more, you know, who my audience was and then once I figured out who my audience was, how can I divide them even more so that I could, you know, cater my email communication? And in addition, of course, I talked about automation as well. I never had any automation with AWeber, but because Infusionsoft is known for allowing you to automate so much of your email communication, now I started to look at my business in a different way. So I'm truly, truly glad I moved to Infusionsoft. It has not been easy. It's a huge learning curve. However, definitely worth the time and effort I put into it. Now, I do hire, speaking of contractors, as I mentioned earlier, I do hire um, a guy, his name's Steve, to help me with some of my Infusionsoft strategies. And he helps with implementation and some of the overall strategy ideas as well. And I don't have him on a retainer all the time, but I'll probably maybe six months out of the year really focus on my infusion soft. And so during those six months, I will keep them on a retainer and then I'll kind of pull back and focus on other areas of my business. So I do spend some money on a contractor with infusion soft as well. But I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, you know, how I use infusion soft and how I use infusion soft. This is specifically my funnels, how things are set up. So I have a few different places where you can sign up for either a free webinar or a free video series, like that video series I mentioned earlier how to build your email list to social media. So that's a new giveaway I have. So I have some opt-in pages out there where people can give me their name and email in exchange for my giveaway. Once someone gives me their name and email, depending on what free giveaway they've signed up for, 
I have a series of value added emails that will go out once they've signed up. So I'm not promoting or selling anything. I'm just building my relationship with them. And once they've gone through these value add emails, let's say over a few weeks, then depending on what program they've free program they've um, downloaded from me, I might send them an email about FB influence or FB ads insider or the profit lab. It just really depends or one of my affiliate um, partners that I'm promoting their programs. So, but I've built this all out into multiple funnels depending on where they came in and, and the behaviors they, you know, took, meaning did they click on this or did they click on that? Like it's, it's pretty intricate. It sounds very complicated, I'm sure. But once you're kind of inside, you could see how it all works. Um, but I've created these funnels so that I don't have to do all the work. So I'm sleeping and people are getting specific emails based on the actions they've taken with my free giveaways or emails that I've sent. And that is why I really, really love Infusionsoft. It allows me to automate all of that and really track their behavior, their clicks and, you know, what they're interested in and what they've opted out of so that I can cater my email communication as much as possible. I have seen my business grow by leaps and bounds since I've added Infusionsoft. So I'm a huge advocate. I think it is great for any online business where you want to grow your email list and maybe talk to people in different ways based on the behaviors and their actions with your content. And that is exactly what Infusionsoft does for me. So again, it's taken me time. I've hired support to make sure that I'm doing it right. I could not do Infusionsoft all by myself, but it's been worth every penny. Okay, so that is the first big tool that I use. That's probably my biggest investment on a monthly basis. I want to say I pay a little less than $500 a month on Infusionsoft. And then my second favorite tool is lead pages. You might have heard me talk about lead pages, but I pretty much could not run the business that I have today without lead pages. Now, lead pages is a tool that allows you to set up opt-in pages, which are basically pages where people give you their name and email in exchange for something you're giving away. Now, I use lead pages for signups for my webinars. I use lead pages for um, all my free giveaways, like the three-part video series I've mentioned here, as well as I use lead pages for my replay pages. So when someone watches a live webinar, I usually send out a replay and I can put that replay on a lead page. I could put a timer to show when that replay is going to come down. I could add a big button to send people to my Profit Lab program, which is what I talk about in my latest webinar. So I have a big button that goes right to my sales page. There's so much you can do and there's zero coding involved. I'm going to give you a link to lead pages so you can check it out. It will be in the show notes. Um, but it is probably my favorite tool right now. There's even cooler things inside lead pages. You can set up a special lead page for your podcast. You can set up lead pages for your 404 pages. When someone goes to a page on your website and it doesn't exist, you know, you get that 404 error. Well, they have lead pages where you can say, hey, you know, this isn't the page you're looking for, but I've got something really cool you might want to check out. I love that lead page. It's really, really great. Captures unexpected traffic. There is just so much you can do with the lead pages tool. It, the price varies. So you definitely want to go check it out. It's not free, but it's also not really expensive. They've got year memberships that I think are the best way to go. That's what I do. I pay yearly. I think I pay $197 a year. I could be wrong about that because I've been using it for a while now, 
but definitely go check it out. I'll give you a special link where it will take you to the page where you can learn about lead pages, but also see the different pricing options as well. So that is my second favorite tool. And my third is GoToWebinar, which pretty much all of you have heard, but I just want to throw it out there that some people ask me, what do I use for my webinars? And when I do a live webinar, I use GoToWebinar. Now, here's the deal. The reason why I love GoToWebinar is that it, I've been using it forever, so I know it really well. It's extremely reliable. You can record your webinars now. This is kind of a, a newer feature. We can hit a record button and all your live webinars are recorded and they've got some great reporting capabilities as well. So I'll know who actually showed up live for my webinar versus who just registered and didn't show up live, how long they stayed on my live webinar, when people jumped off. So the analytics are really valuable for me as well. I also use GoToWebinar for my live Q&A sessions in the Profit Lab. So when someone signs up for the Profit Lab, they get six weeks of live Q&A And all they need to do is register for one webinar and that link will work for them for six weeks. So they don't have to sign up six times for each week of the live Q&A. They sign up one time and every week they'll get a reminder that their webinar is starting, but it's always the same link, which makes it really easy. And then I do weekly calls with my team and we use GoToWebinar. It's called GoToMeeting, but it's all within the same interface where everyone jumps on to a live meeting page and we can show each other our screens and all that good stuff. So I use it in a few different ways, but the number one way I use GoToWebinar is for live webinars. The only downside, and I hope they fix this soon, is you can only get 1,000 people on live. So I have to be really careful. Sometimes it's really hard when I have to shut off my webinar registration because too many people have signed up. So on average, between 30 and 50% of people usually show up to a live webinar. So you kind of have to play with it. I always let more people sign up than because I know not everyone will show up live, but sometimes I've overshot it and more people want to show up live and they can't get in. In the beginning, I thought, you know, years ago, look at me, I've got a thousand people on the webinar and people can't come in. Isn't that so cool? I filled up a webinar and I thought about it. One, it's extremely rude when people have booked time to spend with me and then they can't get on the webinar. So I started looking at it thinking that's not great customer service, Amy. And two, these are people that could potentially buy a product and they can't get on live. So there is nothing good about that. So I've really tried to start creating more live webinars so that it won't fill up to the thousand capacity because that is a, a downfall of GoToWebinar. Now, just for those who are listening that are new to online marketing, I did not fill up webinars like that in my early days. My first year, I might have gotten 50 people, 100 people on on live, and I felt really good about that. This has been over the years that I've kind of built up these strategies to to make sure all my webinars are full. So just, you know, no comparison here because it took me a while to get there for sure. Another tool I use is Evergreen Business Systems. And Evergreen Business Systems is what I use for my automated webinars. Now, for those of you who follow me religiously and you know my content well, you probably are thinking, well, wait a second, Amy, you used to promote Stealth Seminars and Stealth Seminars is a competitor of Evergreen Business Systems. Now, the reason I've switched, not because I have any problem with Stealth Seminars, they still are great and I think they have probably the best customer service in the world. But the reason I switched to Evergreen Business Systems from Stealth Seminars is because I wanted more customization for my registration pages for my auto webinars, and I just couldn't get that from Stealth. Also, I think that Evergreen Business Systems has 
a cleaner user interface. It's just a little bit easier to follow and they have more options. Like I said, for the registration page, the playback page, it tends to be a little bit more streamlined and for me, a little easier evergreen business systems. But if you use Stealth, you're in good hands. I I still have some of my auto webinars on Stealth and it's a great company. I almost feel guilty telling you about another one because I've I've been loyal to Stealth for so long. But I really do um, think that Evergreen Business Systems is a fantastic company and I will link to them as well in the show notes. Definitely worth checking out. So let's talk about strategy here and why I use this tool. So GoToWebinar is for my live webinars, but Evergreen Business Systems allows me to create registration pages and playback pages of my webinar so that it's the webinar that's recorded and on autopilot. So what I do is I record a webinar, I load it up into Evergreen Business Systems, I create a registration page, and people can go to the registration page and they can sign up for a specific time that that webinar is going to play back. I don't say it's a live webinar, but the reason why I want people to sign up for a date and time versus just pushing a playback to anybody out there is that when you have a date and time to show up, you're more likely to watch that webinar. And if people aren't watching my webinars, they'll never ever digest all my content because I do mostly webinars. So the date and time option of having them register allows for more accountability and they're more likely to watch the webinar. In addition, the live webinars, or excuse me, the recorded webinars are how I do a lot of my Facebook ad strategies. I'll drive traffic from a Facebook ad to a recorded webinar. And because those ads are on autopilot and because Evergreen Business Systems is on autopilot, those ads can run for weeks and weeks and I can have people signing up at any time of the day and the playback's automatically happening. They'll get emails saying your webinar's in 24 hours or your webinar's starting now, make sure you jump on. And then in addition to that, if someone comes to one of my recorded webinars and they watch half of it, the system will let me know and I can send out an email that says, hey, I noticed you watched my webinar, but you didn't get through the whole thing. So you probably don't know I have a special program called FB Ads Insider because I know they never saw the pitch at the end. Or it might, if they don't show up to the webinar at all, I can send them a special email that says, hey, you missed it. You know, I know life gets busy. I can totally relate. Here's the replay link if you want to check it out. So I know the behavior. Again, remember, knowing the behavior of your audience, being able to put that on autopilot allows you to reach people on a more genuine level. You know, when you hear autopilot, you don't think really genuine communication, but it's it's so much, it's smarter communication. So you're not bothering people with messages that mean nothing to them. A message saying, I know you signed up for my webinar and I know you missed it. Well, that's going to mean someone to that, something to that person. But just sending out mass emails to everybody, telling them to get on a webinar and not knowing if they've actually watched it or not will do nothing for your business. So Evergreen Business Systems allows me to communicate in a more strategic way and allows me to get more people on my webinars and build up my email list because I have ads running on autopilot to these registration pages. And that's really the, the big strategy I use and what I'll talk about when I release my podcast all about creating webinars that convert. So the next tool I use, and this is something I use for my programs, my online programs. So remember, I have three online programs and I use Easy Video Suite to house my videos for playback. So I'll upload a video to Easy Video Suite. I can then format it in a way so the buttons, the playback buttons look good and And there's a frame around the video or maybe not. There's a download button or maybe not. Like there's all these options I get to choose. And then from there, I actually take the embed code 
and I add it to my membership site. So that's Easy Video Suite is the tool I use for my video playback in all my members areas. Now, here's the really cool thing. My videos in my members areas are not flash, which is a good thing for those using devices like iPhones and iPads to view my content. So Easy Video Suite is compatible with all devices, both on PC and Apple. And this is important, especially nowadays when most people are watching things from their mobile phone or from their iPads. So all my videos are now compatible with these different devices. I really like it, especially because it allows me to have the option to have people download my content or not download my content. Like in Profit Lab, Facebook Marketing Profit Lab, everyone can download the videos instantly as they're released so they can watch them on their desktop and they don't have to do the streaming thing. Well, I think that's a really great perk for when you're creating a program. Now, speaking of my membership sites, another tool I use is Wishlist Member. So Wishlist Member is a really, really awesome tool. It's a plugin really for WordPress sites. So the reason I like it so much is it's 100% compatible with your WordPress site. It allows you to create login capability so people have to log in and then they can access your content. So this is for my paid programs. And it I'm really into, you probably heard me say the word a million times in this podcast, streamlining things and making things you know work really well as well as look really good. That's important to me. So Wishlist Member allows all my content to be streamlined. It can drip content, meaning like in the Profit Lab, if you, when you enter the program, you get module one, but the next week you get module two, the week after that, module three. Well, Wishlist Member allows me to program that all in advance so it will, on certain dates, release new content. So I love the idea of dripping new content throughout the different weeks. In addition to that, there's so many other bells and whistles you can use if you want with Wishlist Member. So each of my programs looks a little bit different depending on the features I want to turn on and turn off within Wishlist Member. So the, it's it's a really, really great tool. I used to use Kajabi for anyone that knows that tool. And that tool worked for me for a while, but I just felt like that there's too many restrictions. I didn't like how it looked. Again, I'm, I'm a little bit big on the aesthetics of a membership site. And the logins got really confusing at one point. So I thought, this isn't working for me. We need a better solution. And we moved over to Wishlist. So... And I have to say, one little total disclaimer, I am great friends with Stu McLaren, who is one of the founders of Wishlist, but I used it before I even met Stu. But anyway, Stu is, is, he's so passionate about his, about his software and he's constantly looking for new ways to make it better. So I know it's always, you know, evolving and staying on trend based on, you know, online marketing trends that are happening and how people are delivering content constantly getting updated. So you're in great hands when you start using the tool. The great thing about Wishlist Member is that you pay one fee and you can have multiple sites. I mean, can't get better than that, right? Now, a few other tools that I use pretty regularly, these are smaller tools, but they definitely have helped me along the way. One is ScreenFlow. So if you've ever watched a webinar of mine, recorded webinar of mine, that's all done through ScreenFlow. ScreenFlow is a piece of software I have on my Mac. So I use Mac products. It's on my Mac and it basically records whatever I'm doing on my screen. So if I create a bunch of keynote slides and I'm flipping through the slides, ScreenFlow is recording 
all of that that it's recording my voice as well as my slide deck that I'm flipping through. I have used ScreenFlow from day one. I do pretty much the majority of the editing of those videos. It's pretty easy. I am not techie at all and I can navigate through ScreenFlow pretty easily. An option if you're not on a Mac is Camtasia. I think Camtasia works on PCs. So you can look into that as well. So that's how I record all my online trainings that you'll see in every single one of my programs. And it's how I record my, my webinars as well. And then another tool I use is Snagit. And Snagit allows me to take images of what I see on the web. Now, the reason I wanted to bring this up, this is a tiny tool compared to the other big boys I've been talking about here, but Snagit is really cool for two reasons. One, I love to take screen grabs of different things I see on Facebook and use those screen grabs as teaching tools, you know, teaching images inside my trainings. And then from there, I make sure that I put that image in a specific folder so I can find it later. If you just take a bunch of images and you don't actually take the time to file the image correctly, it gets really confusing. So if you're going to use Snagit, make sure that every image you take, you actually put a file name to it and put it in the appropriate folder so you can find it later. I also use Snagit as a way to create swipe files. So not only do I take images of things I want to include in my trainings, but if I see someone's sales page and it looks really good, or I love some email copy I see on the web, or just anything I see that I, I want to either model or learn more about, or just remember, you know, that type of strategy for later, I take screen grabs and Snagit will do video or images. So you can do either or, and I put it in different folders on my computer that have swipe files. So email copy, design, opt-in pages, all that good stuff. So Snagit has proved to be really, really valuable for me to help me with my creativity and coming back to ideas that I've seen on the web that I've really liked that I'll never remember unless I take a a quick picture of them. So Snagit is my tool of choice. And then the last thing I'm going to say, we're going to wrap up here is the last thing is that all of these tools are great. And, you know, I thought it would be valuable if you heard a little bit about how I set up my online business, but there's another component to the success I've had over these years. And it comes down to mindset and accountability. And one thing in terms of mindset is that, you know, if your, if your head's not in the right place as you create your online business, there's so many challenges and obstacles that come your way. And quite honestly, at times it can get really lonely as well if you're, again, a one man or a one woman shop kind of thing and you're learning all this stuff online, it definitely can get a little daunting. And so with me, I've always had mastermind groups from the day I left Tony Robbins till today. So that was back in 2009, 2010. And here we are, you know, almost four years later, I've always been in masterminds. And when I started out, I paid to be a mastermind. So I was in Marie Forleo's uh, Rich, Happy, and Hot uh, Mastermind. You got to love that name. And I did that for two years where I paid between $17,000 and $20,000 a year to be in these masterminds. And some of you are saying you are crazy. I could hear you over the mic right now. You're saying, what? That is a lot of money. And it was a lot of money, but it completely shaped my business. Not only did I get access to Marie completely throughout that time where she literally helped me figure out what my niche was going to be, how I was going to set up my business, you know, where would my focus be, all that good stuff. She was part of that. 
But in addition, there were these other group, these other women in the group that were building their businesses, some much farther than I was at the time. And it's always great to surround yourself with people that are way more successful than you because it's always something to aspire to. So being around these people was really valuable to me. And yeah, it was a hardship. Financially, it was really hard that first year to do this, but I made it work. I found that's why I was taking so many clients is because I knew I needed to make up for this money and then, of course, then some. So sometimes I had to do work I didn't necessarily love, but the payoff was so much better because I got to be a part of these mastermind groups. For two years, I did that. And then I started to build friendships and had peers in the online marketing world that asked me to be a part of their masterminds where I didn't have to pay. We just came together as a group and masterminded. And now I'm in one that I absolutely love. It's a really small one. We meet every quarter. We actually physically get together and it's been the best experience I've ever had in a mastermind. And again, I don't have to pay for it. So I say that because I feel it's extremely important to surround yourself with people that will help you, build you up, call you on your your BS kind of stuff and really give you a little tough love when you need it and support when you need it as well. So I've also been in mastermind groups that haven't worked for me and I've had to excuse myself from them. So it hasn't always been completely rosy, but I found I found the one that finally worked for me. Um, so just know that if you get in one and you think mm, this isn't working, go with your gut and don't stay too long because it could actually hurt your business versus help your business. Also, I'll tell you this, I invest in online training programs. I still, to this day, you know, in my early years, I bought tons of online training programs and and it's truly how I built up my knowledge. But still to this day, I try to stay, you know, make sure that I'm learning and constantly understanding what other people are teaching and how they're doing it and what they're teaching. So I am a student of online training programs. I never stop learning. And I think that's, you're probably very similar to me in that respect. If If you're listening to this now, you love to consume knowledge. And I think that's a big part of becoming a really good online entrepreneur. I read a lot of books, of course. My favorite one right now is Rework. Now, Rework's been out for a while. I have no idea how I didn't know about it before. If you haven't read it, you have to pick up the book today. I'm hoping to get um, one of the authors on the show when I talk about planning for the new year, because I think there's so much in the book that helps you shape your business. But I'm all about simplifying and making things as easy as possible, but really productive. And that's what this book is all about. It's going to blow your mind about how they're like, stop doing all these crazy things we're doing and really break it down to the bare bones and stick to what's working and keep it simple. That's truly what I got from this book. And I love it. And then the last thing I'll say is that I, in my business, I've created top business drivers where Literally on my computer, I organize all my files based on these seven drivers of my business. So for an example, one might be online programs. Another driver might be free webinars. Another driver might be affiliate partnerships. So there's different things I do in my business to, you know, build my exposure, create my brand and make a profit. And so these top business drivers allow me to be more strategic when I say yes or no to new opportunities that come my way. And so I just want to tease you with these top business drivers or this idea because I'm going to talk about it when I put out my episode before the end of the year about how to plan for the new year and how to organize your business better. So I'm going to talk about these top business drivers. I kind of got to tease you. So you'll want to check that one out as well. So this has been one of my longest podcasts. I try to keep them short and sweet and to the point, but I had a lot to say here. So 
I truly hope that you've enjoyed the backstage pass to the inner workings of my online business. We've covered a lot, but really my hope for you is that you've learned some new tools or methods today that you can apply to your own business or gotten some ideas of ways that you might want to streamline your own business to make it less stressful and quite honestly, more fun for you and create more freedom in your life based on getting things a little bit more streamlined overall in your business. All the links we talked about in this show today can be found at amyporterfield.com forward slash 18, just the number 18. And also, if you like the podcast, I would really love for you to tell your friends. Just go to amyporterfield.com forward slash love, and you can tweet about it to help me spread the word. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. Until we connect again, make it a great week. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com. 